I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, big, big transfer news. Ibrahimovic heading to Man City. David De Gea is heading to the LA Galaxy. And Josie Altidore is heading... To the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Oh, but nope, I'm just getting word that none of these deals are going to work out because the paperwork hasn't gone through and somebody forgot to download Windows 10. Nate Abarea here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks so much for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in and Stitcher, the website, you know the name some, worldsoccertalk.com. Twitter at World Soccer Talk, at Sports Byline USA. And tweet me at Nate W-S-T. I love everybody talking about today after the David De Gea debacle and him still being a Manchester United goalkeeper. People throwing out this question, who won? Who won in this David De Gea saga? I've read this on so many different websites today, this morning, even yesterday. People were throwing out that question. Well, I know the transfer didn't go through, but who won? Who won this whole thing? Nobody won. Nobody won. Manchester United didn't win. Real Madrid didn't win. The fans didn't win. The pundits didn't win. The journalists didn't win. We all lost. We all looked like idiots. We all looked like fools. No bigger fools than those at the Bernabeu and at Old Trafford. And then there's the the fun, fun question of who's telling the truth as all this research gets done into how this thing fell apart. Who's telling the truth? I don't know. I don't think anybody's telling the truth. I don't believe what anybody is saying because they're all out to protect their own asses and make their own cases of how they didn't do anything wrong and it was all the other person's fault and it's all a finger-pointing blame game at this point. And I'm done with it. So, moving on from the David De Gea transfer saga, now we get to some very interesting stuff. How is LVG going to handle him as a goalkeeper for Manchester United? He just straight benched his ass. Here in the first few weeks of the Premier League season, now what? Now he's still there. Do you play him? Do you continue to bash him publicly the way LVG has done? You throw him back in goal and say, hey, you're one of the best goalies, if not the best goalie in the entire world. Throw you in for Manchester United. That remains to be seen. I'm very interested to see how that plays out. By the way, DeAndre Yedlin to Sunderland. I think that's a good move. I hope DeAndre does well at Sunderland on this loan move. Up north. Big NASL MLS news, lawsuits included. We've got Cardit Krishnayer with us to talk all about it. Division one status, sanctions, legal action. Ooh, it's so juicy. Cardit with us on the other side of the break. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. 
see the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Fantasy football just got a whole lot more interesting because at DraftKings.com, you could start the season by winning a piece of $10 million. And for the first time, DraftKings will crown two millionaires in one day. DraftKings is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your winnings. Don't wait until the end of the season to get paid. You've already been scouting players for your season-long fantasy team Put that knowledge to the test in week one and every week this football season at DraftKings.com. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Start by winning your share of $10 million. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Get to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code ATTACK to play free for your shot at the $2 million top prize in the week one Millionaire Maker. That's ATTACK for free entry at DraftKings.com. You're running your business, and we at Wix.com know things can get stressful. But creating your website doesn't have to be. With Wix, you can create a professional website all by yourself. It's easy and free. You don't have to be a programmer. Just drag and drop everything into place. It's your website, your style. Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your own stunning website today. It's easy and free. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, WorldSoccerTalk.com, all of that good stuff. My name is Nate Abareya. Kardik Krishnayer is with us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Whole a lot of juicy stuff to get into relating to the United States Soccer Federation, Major League Soccer, and the North American Soccer League. Kardik, how you holding up today, sir? I'm doing well. How about you, Nate? Doing mighty fine. So let's get right in to this juicy, juicy stuff. You have uh, written quite extensively uh, about this at WorldSoccerTalk.com over the last few days. And we even bring in, we even bring Soccer United Marketing uh, into this story. So you know it's going to be a fun one. The new D1 standards, the new division, first division sanctioning from the United States Soccer Federation 
to a lot of people seems to have a an alternative motive and that al- alternative motive would be crushing the North American Soccer League. Now many other people would look at it and just say no these are reasonable standards that are being set out uh, for what a Division 1 soccer league should be. Where do you lie in all of this and when does the when when did the lawsuit from the NASL come into play in this whole situation? Uh, first off, uh, I don't believe the lawsuit's actually been filed yet, but they've essentially given their intention to file a lawsuit. They've had legal letters. They've retained a lawyer uh, on this, uh, the, they being the NASL on this matter. Uh, it so seems like the they're always point. threatening to sue someone, Cardick. There's always the, 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 they're launching a legal case against somebody, the NASL. Yeah, the NASL has a, uh, has a litigious streak in it. We'll, we'll just say that. <laughs> uh, on, regarding the standards, I'm... I, I, you could you could make the case that they've been uh, they've been put in place to, to protect Major League Soccer. I'm not sure if they have. What I am sure of is that they're very arbitrary, and that some of the aspects of them are ridiculous. Even when you compare this to first division leagues around the rest of the world. Well, Cardick, let's get in uh, to some of those numbers, some of those rules, some of these new standards uh, that are being set. A 16-team league, it is absolutely mandatory, up from 12, uh, which was the 2014 rules. Here's where you get into ones that actually get me a little PO'd. 75% of teams in the league have to be in cities with populations over 2 million. And then there's also the one that uh, NASL is calling highly unreasonable and I want to make this abundantly clear that there's things in here that I agree with there's things in here that I disagree with 15,000 seat capacity mandatory that's the one that NASL pointed out as the highly unreasonable rule in uh, the these new sanctions and I love you look at at Bournemouth in in the Barclays Premier League you look at Abar in La Liga so those teams wouldn't be eligible to be D1 uh, clubs here here in America and they're playing in the Premier League and La Liga but talk about these numbers that we're bringing up here the 16 team league the the fact that 75% of teams would have to be in cities over 2 million in population and every team would have to have a 15,000 seat capacity right and they have a 750,000 uh Population restriction on Division Two, so uh, Hoffenheim would be a uh, semi-professional team in the United States. It, it, it just seemed like a kick-around team could never be a professional team. Now, the, 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 this is highly subjective, really a joke. And they've written it as cities above two million. There are only four cities with two million people in the United States. One in Canada, so you can have five teams. But of course, we know they have two teams in New York and two teams in Los Angeles. So everybody, everybody but Houston, Chicago, Los Angeles. New York, uh, the two New York teams, the two L.A. teams, and Toronto, out. Um, of course, we know they mean metropolitan areas, okay? But, of course, but they've said city, city means no one, is, uh, no, no, no one can meet that standard. Uh, we know they mean metropolitan areas, so Salt Lake and Columbus aren't quite at 2 million. They're below, but they've said 75% of teams. Instead of saying 90% of teams or 95% of teams, maybe because of Columbus and Salt Lake, right? Uh, but let's, let's, let's look at this. The best-supported teams, and this is NASL has benefited from this themselves at the Division II level because there were Division II teams prior to the standards in 2010 that were put in place for the 750,000 
population. In places like Charleston uh, that were very successful, uh, Wilmington that was fairly successful, Richmond that was fairly successful, where the metropolitan area populations were under 750,000 in those markets, all of those teams chose to self-relegate to Division Three. They're all third division teams now. Charleston was one of the most successful second division teams in terms of drawing uh, fans, uh, keeping a sustainable business. Uh, maybe, they, maybe it actually works out better for them in the third division because the play is more regional. But this whole population standard is ridiculous. If you look at the U.K., let's look at England, the Premier League. Leeds, you know, there, there are four major cities in, in England. That's it. Full stop. The Manchester, urban area around Manchester, urban area around Birmingham, uh, the West Midlands area, the, the uh, urban area around London, which is obviously gargantuan, and then the, uh, the West Yorkshire area, the Leeds-Bradford area. They, they haven't even had a Premier League team, the Leeds-Bradford area, in 12 years now. Yet the league has survived. Norwich would ne- wouldn't even be a second division team, couldn't even be a second division team in, in, under these U.S. standards for D1 and D2. Norwich City has spent one year, one, one season in their entire history outside the top two divisions of English football. 130 years of history, 140 years of history, one season. So these standards are they're just, they're, especially the population thing, is laughable. Now the stadium thing, I think that's pretty ridiculous too. I think ultimately we want teams to be in stadiums they control, uh, which are at least 15,000 seats so they can, they can generate uh, sufficient revenue. But to make that a requirement on day one and say 100% of teams have to be in those, that, that size stadium is, a, is ridiculous. Again, I have to point out, in the interest of fairness, NASL benefited from similar arbitrary standards in 2010 when USL was applying to be a second division, as with NASL, uh, because they put a 5,000 stadium seat limit uh, onto Division Two, which had never been there before. It had previously been 2,500. A bunch of USL teams were between 2,500, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, uh, Charleston Battery, etc., 2,500 and 5,000. And uh, they couldn't they couldn't apply for Division Two. They wouldn't meet the Division Two standards. So um, NASL has actually benefited from from this sort of arbitrary behavior of the United States Soccer Federation previously. However, bottom line, U.S. Soccer they make up their own rules. Now, Cardick, we got a couple of minutes before we got to head to break, and I feel like I'm about to ask a question and sound like Austin Powers here. You know, what does it all mean, Basil? How are these things going to be implemented? What does it all mean in terms of in the immediate? in the immediate sense here of a, a crackdown on, on NASL and making sure that they adhere to all these rules. How soon are we talking? What does it really mean in that regard, all this stuff? Well, it means that NASL wanted to apply for Division One status for the 2016 season, and now they're not able to. That's what it means. I mean, it's pretty simple. That's, that's where I was going with this. It seems like this is just a big old blockade from the USSF that is influenced by more and more by high-ranking MLS parties. It seems like just a big blockade and this whole launching of a, of a reply legal case. It all seems like a farce because there's no way they're going to be able to adhere to this stuff. I don't think any of this stuff's going to change. It seems like they've basically just thrown up the wall and said, you are not going to get Division One status in 2016. Am I wrong? That appears to be the case. Uh, now, I, I, following writing that article, I did some, some, some digging, that most recent article, and my understanding is that the USSF has not, uh, has not rejected NASL's application for Division One status yet. Uh, however, by changing the standards, they will very easily say in, in some time that the NASL doesn't meet the standards to change standards, 
therefore we reject your application. Uh, maybe the threat of legal action has forced them not to act on it. So rather than so the NASL threat of, law, uh, of litigation, if you follow me here, perhaps stop U.S. soccer from sending back a letter to the NASL or what, however the process is done saying we reject your application for Division One status. We're going to be back after this right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Nate Abarea and Kardik Krishnayer. And got an interesting comparison to bring up with what's going on with the North American Soccer League right now. And perhaps history repeating itself on a sporting level in this country. We'll talk all about that and more right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Don't go anywhere. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Com. Cheers. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Fantasy football just got a whole lot more interesting because at DraftKings.com, you could start the season by winning a piece of $10 million. And for the first time, DraftKings will crown two millionaires in one day. DraftKings is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your winnings. Don't wait until the end of the season to get paid. You've already been scouting players for your season-long fantasy team Put that knowledge to the test in week one and every week this football season at DraftKings.com. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Start by winning your share of $10 million. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Get to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code ATTACK to play free for your shot at the $2 million top prize in the week one Millionaire Maker. That's ATTACK for free entry at DraftKings.com. You're running your business, and we at Wix.com know things can get stressful. But creating your website doesn't have to be. With Wix, you can create a professional website all by yourself. It's easy and free. You don't have to be a programmer. Just drag and drop everything into place. It's your website, your style. 
Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your own stunning website today. It's easy and free. World Soccer Talk Radio, back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea, joined in this edition of the show by Kartik Krish Nair. Now, Kartik, I've got an interesting comparison to bring up here, and this idea of history repeating itself in different, differing sporting arenas. But I'm going to go back to the 1980s when there was something called, and this is an American football, a gridiron comparison that I'm going to bring in to the fold here. There's a league known as the USFL that came in back in the 1980s and wanted to challenge the National Football League and be a, a, a second uh, American football league here in this country. And there were folks like Donald Trump uh, who were backing uh, the USFL and they went in, they, they competed for players, they competed for marquee rookies and, and big signings and brought players in. And the league inevitably fell apart because it tried to take on too big of an opposition rather than embracing what it could be as a as a second option. Now, I'm also going to tie this back in to our interview on this show with NASL Commissioner Bill Peterson. When we talked about promotion and relegation on this show with Bill Peterson, and Bill had this firm stance on this show where he said, Nate, we are independent professional soccer. That is what we are at the NASL. And Kardik, he repeated that like five times in the 15 minutes that we had him on. He said, we are an independent professional soccer league. That is what we are. That is what we're setting out to be. So that brings the whole promotion, throws a loophole into the whole promotion and relegation thing and brings it back to the USFL comparison. Are they just ready to go toe-to-toe with Major League Soccer, is this going to become a mono mano battle between NASL and MLS over the next few years? Is that what we're potentially looking at? And going off of that, is that the right move for the NASL? But, but there's a lot here, so let me let me take a little time on this. First off, the USFL comparison is fairly apt. I, I in fact, remarked to one of my sources earlier this today I, that I'm going to watch Small Potatoes again in the next couple of days, uh, the 30 for 30 uh, film on the USFL, because the comparisons are there. Uh, one thing I would say is very different between the USFL and the NASL, or there are two things. One, the NASL has the New York Cosmos, the single biggest brand, or okay, maybe not the single biggest brand, one of the three single biggest brands, along with Dell Founders and LA Galaxy, in American soccer. So that's one thing the NASL has. Another thing the NESL that differentiates the NESL from the USFL, the NESL just doesn't have that level of investment. They don't have that kind of money. They cannot compete right now, as is, for players that would sign with NESL. You know, you talk about guys like uh, Jim Kelly, Reggie White, Marcus Dupree, uh, et cetera, et cetera, signing uh, 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 Mike Rozier, when he's Eisen Trophy winner, signing out of college with the USFL. The NASL is not in a position to compete for the same level of player as MLS. They just aren't financially. And I think this is where we have to take a look at the NASL, the league as it is right now, under a microscope. We'll do that in a minute. Um, I happen to think the NASL has a very good case if they file a lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation. I think that they probably, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I think they probably win the lawsuit. Uh, But, Let's say the chains are then taken off. 
and they're competing. As the independent soccer league that Bill Peterson uh, said on their show repeatedly, they are. Now, I would also mention Bill Peterson gave that interview before uh, the FIFA scandal broke and traffic sports. <laughs> we now know, you know, that we now that we know it's funded the league. Um, it's according to one report I saw in the last few days, four point five million, or was on Reddit, something like that. But the league is technically indebted to them for $4.5 million. They own the Carolina Redhawks, and they also own uh, a majority of Class B shares in the league. Uh, before the scandal broke, and they were, they, they were the key culprits, or one of the uh, key culprits in the DOJ investigation. So, again, Peterson gave the interview before that. But um, that is a factor, too, that we'll get into in a few minutes. But uh, the independent league thing appeals to a lot of folks who are, don't like single entity, don't like the fact we don't have promotion and relegation in this country, don't like the, the, uh, the kind of franchise model of Major League Soccer where teams are run, they, you, they, teams don't have owners, right? They have operators. You buy into the league. Uh, there are a lot of soccer fans in the country that appeals to. But are there enough to go up head-to-head with uh, MLS? Probably not. Not enough that are interested in domestic soccer. I mean, if you somehow got all the Premier League fans in this country or Bundesliga fans or La Liga fans to, to, to care about domestic soccer, maybe. But there isn't. And I think the thing that's really dangerous with this whole situation before we get to the actual league situation for the NASL is that we have, we're a growing sport in this country. We've come a long way in the last 25 years, but we're not there yet. We don't have the fan base. We're always fighting for recognition. We're always fighting to be taken seriously. We don't have the baseball, basketball, American football fan base. And this has become a very, very polarizing time, even within our small community, because people are wanting to pick sides between NASL and MLS. And if you're not ideologically down the line with one side or the other, somehow you're seen as, uh, you're seen as kind of a counter-revolutionary or something, like the Cultural Revolution in Mao China, and the fact is, some of us, like myself, just want to see soccer succeed. I want to see both leagues succeed. But we're, we're, we're tearing apart our own group of soccer supporters in this country, and I don't like that. Well, Cardick, I've, I've called that for, for quite a while, the, the gang mentality that's seeming to plague the advancement of American soccer in this country, and why can't we, you know, I mean, I posted it half-jokingly the other day, but this is a serious fact that I myself have been to hundreds of Major League Soccer games. I've been a lifelong San Jose Earthquake supporter. I'm also a firm believer in promotion and relegation and, and grassroots soccer coming before anything and growing the game from the ground up, and it is possible to, to look at things objectively and not have this pick a side mentality and I, I don't think we can say that enough because I say it quite a bit on the show and I go on my god I go on Twitter I go on Reddit I go on all these soccer <laughs> sites all around all around the internet and I just see this infighting and then we see things and look that's infighting among people on their smartphones and on their laptops now what we're talking about on this show today is infighting that is truly dangerous in terms of plaguing the right. and, and, and hindering the advancement of soccer in this country. Because the road yeah. that we're going down and the way you're talking about this thing, Cardick, it's sounding more and more, the way I pose this question, are we looking at like, hey, it's time to step in the ring and it's NASL versus MLS. And I don't want to like sound like I'm, I'm Don King 
promoting a fight here. Like I'm coming up with some doomsday theory, but it really worries me when I see the way this thing is developing and the what you could they're a very uh, litigation happy over there at NASL and MLS has all the the power within the USSF. It, it looks dangerous. It has this it has this look. Yeah. Here we go. It's ready to just go toe to toe. Pick your side. Yeah, and we can we can kind of laugh about what we see on on Twitter, but the reality is the arguments that the respective camps have had their surrogates or fans, so-called fans, a lot of them seem to be uh, league employees on both sides or team employees with respective teams, which they're not. I mean, they're fans, but they've just kind of been they've, they're they're so wed to their ideological dogma. The things we've seen people put on Twitter now for for for, for several months have now ended up be, becoming the rhetorical arguments from both leagues and from the USSF. It's almost as if you, know, you can just laugh at some of the things you see on Twitter, but then you realize, you know what, the, 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 the league officials, the people who are actually in power in the, in the game in the respective leagues and the federation of this country are parroting those very same arguments. Or maybe those arguments are actually originating with them. There are trial balloons thrown out on Twitter, and then voila, you know, there seems to be a following for this. Let's do this. It, we are entering into a very dangerous, into very dangerous territory with this. There's no, I, I have no inhibitions about saying that. I, I think the NASL has some very strong uh, arguments here. I think the USSF and MLS have some some very strong fallback positions. The, but the bottom line is, I, I don't see how this is beneficial for the sport in the country. And again, this sport is not where the NFL is or the NBA is. Uh, we already have enough trouble getting. People who get up on Saturday mornings and watch NBC and watch the Premier League and get those games, uh, watch those games uh, to, to, to the tune of two or two and a half times as, as much as watch MLS games, and in lower division especially, since we're talking about NASL, uh, we're, we're already having a hard enough time getting those people interested in the domestic product, and now we're, do, now we're in the middle of this. Right now, Cardick, you talk about you know what what we we actually talk about quite a bit on the show about MLS not necessarily having the advancement of American soccer uh, as as one of their main goals. They're out for their own yeah. pockets, this and that. But hey, I gotta look at the other side of this thing real quick. And you talk about what NASL is doing and and being so litigation happy and maybe biting off more they can chew for this thing and how we're stepping into the boxing ring. How is the North American Soccer League thinking about the advancement of American soccer as a whole here? Because it doesn't seem like they're thinking about it at all. They're, they're thinking about, about the themselves and their American own players. Thought. No, they're not even concerned about the advancement of American players or players developed in the United States because what, what's happened is the NASL as a Division Two could have very easily set into a place where they were, when I worked at the league, where we were developing players, young players, young American players, and then they go to the next step, which is go to Major League Soccer. Some of them end up in Europe eventually. Some of them get national team calls up, calls up. That's what I saw as one of the functions of our league. Now, if you happen to be a very good NASL player, and then you go to Major League Soccer like Luke Mulholland on Real Salt Lake or Jeff Acknell on uh, Real Salt Lake or, or Poku on, on New York City FC, you're, you're ignored by the NASL. They don't. Don't talk team. about don't talk don't, about Poku. Like don't you? Yeah, you can't you can't talk about Poku. You can't give him no, any no, pretty props for what he's doing in New York. We put out a release every week with our guys and what they did in MLS and how well they were doing in MLS. Guess what? USL puts that same release out every week. 
I think well, I think and but you and, and Cardiff, we know that USL is is basically uh you know a, a minor league for major league soccer in so many ways. But hey, th- this is a a very interesting direction that we're going with this thing. Let's continue it on the other side of this break. We got to head to break here. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Avarea and Cardiff Krishnayer back here with you. Stay tuned. Musicians, it's Guitar Center's biggest savings of the summer. Save up to 40% on over a quarter of a million instruments with some deals too low to advertise publicly. Get powered PA speakers for just $129 each or a Toka Jembe drum for just $25. And for five days, get up to 15% off qualifying products, including clearance gear with coupons from GuitarCenter.com. Don't miss Guitar Center's Labor Day savings Thursday through Monday. No lineups before 7 a.m. Things change as you get older. Glasses get thicker, sunscreen gets stronger, hair grows where it shouldn't. The same is true for your car. Some changes you can see, some you can't. So Valvoline created MaxLife, our best defense against the hidden signs of aging for cars that are just getting started at 75,000 miles. We introduced motor oil in 1866, and we've been reinventing it ever since. Valvoline, 140 years under the hood. Visit AutoZone now and buy five quarts of MaxLife and an oil filter starting at $23.99. See store for restrictions and details. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Abarea and Kardik Krishnayer here with you talking all about this United States Soccer Federation situation regarding 
the North American Soccer League, MLS, Division One sanctioning, these rules that some people are calling quite absurd, these new rules that some people are saying target directly the North American Soccer League and are being used as a blockade to prevent the North American Soccer League from achieving Division One status here in this country. It's a very interesting conversation, and it's gone quite a few different ways here over the last uh, half hour or so, Cardick, and... One of the things that you ended talking about there in the last segment was going back a few years with the North American Soccer League, because I'll I'll be the first to say that, you know, everyone comes out in a lot of circles and bashes Major League Soccer saying that they don't have the the best interests of the advancement of the game, uh, whether it's player development, a number of other things. They don't have the best interests of of soccer itself here in America. They're out for their their own pocketbooks. And you could make a reasonable counter argument blaming or, or, you know, guilting the North American Soccer League for many of the same things. Now, you went back a few years ago and talked about how that was not the case at NASL. The NASL, in so many different ways, had the best interest of American soccer at heart, at the foundation of what the league was, especially in terms, and there are a few things more important than this, in terms of player development within the league. It all seemed to change a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and I happened to listen to a certain show called Divers and Cheats uh, on Rabble.tv back on Thursday, and there's this team called the Cosmos, and when they came into the North American Soccer League, Let's just say things changed quite a bit in that regard and in terms of the importance of player development and how we looked at NASL and the concepts within the league. Would you care to elaborate on how the Cosmos kind of changed things a little bit, Cardick? Right. Let me go, go tell you right here. I've got the 2012 NASL Media Guide in my hand, and I'm not going to read the whole thing in the interest of time. I did it on Divers and Chiefs last week. But basically, at the very front of the media guide, in the About the NASL section, there is a long narrative about how the NASL is the second division and about how it works with USL, the third division, and MLS, the first division, uh, uh, to develop players, teams, clubs, uh, brags about the Sounders, the Timbers, Whitecaps, and Montreal Impact going up from D2 to D1, talks about player movement and player development uh, and player health standards right at the beginning of the media guide, 2012 media guide. That's, that was the NASL philosophy. Then midway through that season in July, the New York Cosmos decided to join the NASL. And you can almost you can go back and Google newspaper articles uh, uh, about the NASL and the NASL's rhetorical arguments from that point forward. Previously it was, we want to work with MLS, we want to work within the system, we want to help develop players, we want to help develop market staff, et cetera. Then it became... We're basically we're competing with MLS. Uh, the New York Cosmos are an amazing brand, fantastic club, a real club, right? Most of these clubs in, in, in MLS are manufactured, right? This is a real soccer club. They have, they have, they just their B team has just won the NPSL championship. They do the Copa Cosmos, real football club. However, the other teams in NASL, let's talk about the NASL's financial position. The other teams in NASL have owners that oftentimes are paying players $500, $600 a month that are renting stadiums that don't have any marketing budget and just don't – they hardly meet Division Two standards. So the Cosmos, because they were blocked from MLS, uh, were, have this aspiration to be in a Division One league. 
and rhetorically they've driven the train to where the NASL is trying to be a league that is in direct competition with MLS. I think largely for the purpose of the Cosmos, they need to be there, right? They're a huge brand. They can't be, you know, they can't be uh, uh, reduced to minor league status, if you will. I, I get it. I totally get it from the Cosmos' perspective. But if you look around the NASL and you look at the net worth of their owners, the marketing budgets of their team, what they're paying players, even though they don't make the player salaries public, but I find out a lot of the player salaries, uh, it is not, in many cases, USL teams. You're, you're, you're very close to Sacramento. Sacramento, on average, is paying their players higher than the majority of NASL teams, and they're a third-division team. So it, it, it's, this, is, this is why it's a little bit odd. I don't know how the NASL, even if they got Division One status, would sustain a challenge to Major League Soccer. However, I think what they're counting on is they get Division One status. There are a lot of people, and I've actually heard this in the last two days, there are a lot of investors, particularly foreign investors, who don't like single entity, don't like the controls, don't like uh, of MLS, don't like the, the fact that you do not even control your own brand. In reality, you don't own your own team. That would invest in, in NASL clubs in a more open system like that. Or actually, because NASL is more open, it's not an open system, but they're co-division one. And perhaps then you weed out some of these weak teams and weak owners and some of the teams that can't compete. Maybe they go go down to USL or they fold, whatever. But you have a much stronger league. I've heard that theory. But that's, I mean, it's a very fluid situation. So that could happen too. Maybe NASL replaces five of their current teams, uh, which are in bad situations, with five new teams with better owners. With better investment, that can compete with MLS. Who knows? Cardick, how much is Raul getting paid at the Cosmos? Uh, well, he's, he also does work with, uh, with, uh, with, with the organization in the community sense. So his player salary, I don't think, is exactly high. In fact, from what uh, Raul and Marco Senna both have interesting deals with the Cosmos where they do a lot of community work. Matt Pickens is a player with the Tampa Bay Rowdies, former MLS goalkeeper who's making uh, basically the equivalent of about, uh, uh, of about uh, uh, $16,000 to $18,000 a month. So there are players like that that are making that kind of money in NASL, but they're far and few between. Raul's making something probably more than that between his two salaries. Same thing with Senna. Hey, can we ever get back to a time like when you read that 2012 media guide and you look at what the league was all about and then we, we go back to what we talked about at the beginning of this show and, and NASL saying, hey, we're the, we're the underdogs stepping into the boxing ring against Major League Soccer. Pick your side. Let's, let's perpetuate this gang mentality and just throw kerosene on this fire of, of negativity, in my opinion, this just thing that does no good. Yeah for American soccer, but some people would actually beg to differ with me in terms of saying, no, this is good. This is the, the battle for, for uh, you know, strong, independent operations and the way the rest of the world does it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. I, I don't feel that way. I think it is not good for American soccer, and I think the, I'm not blaming the cosmos here by any stretch of the imagination. However, you look at the timeline, the way Cardick pointed out there, the, the, the cosmos entrance into North American Soccer League really it was, was the catalyst in so many ways for the way this fight kind of started back a couple of years yeah. ago. Could we ever conceivably get to get back to a time where when you talk about MLS one NASL two USL three, we all get along and sing Kumbaya and we're out for the best interests of American soccer, as opposed to our own leagues. Can we ever get back to that? You think Cardiker is that, or, or would you say I'm just a dreamer? 
Oh, you probably are just John Lennon in the dreamer because it, it seems like we've got past that point where our there's so much the well has been so poisoned by uh, a lot of Cosmos fans also taking to Twitter, making these very kind of ideologically what they believe are ideologically pure arguments. Then on the flip side, there are people who will say without uh, you have to have single entity forever because the, the, the league will collapse without it and we won't have any soccer and professional soccer will go away in this country, that's just as much bunk, right? And they're the same people who argue with you and me or me especially about, oh, well, how could you say it's not Clint Dempsey uh, or Michael Bradley, his regrets, or isn't developing as quickly at Toronto. He has X number of goals in MLS. Uh, he wouldn't do that at Roma. So there, there are two very kind of distinct theological camps that have, uh, that have developed. Uh, supporting these two leagues. I mean, USL fans, I guess, are not, not aligned. I mean, I know the league's aligned with MLS, but I think USL fans are kind of sitting back, and they, they have a bit of the underdog thing because they're a smaller market to support smaller teams, so they kind of see the NASL arguments, but then at the same time, they don't want this, this fight. They just want the game to advance. So that's, But ugh, I don't know if we get back to where we were a couple of years ago. The well is so poisoned right now. I mean, it's, you, know, you look at Twitter now, Nate, in 2015, August 2015, where we're September 2015, where we are, and compare it to where we were in uh, uh, February, March of 2012, it's just like a different world within the U.S. soccer landscape. Oh, it's totally a different world. I wasn't even on Twitter back in, in, uh, in 2012. Okay, there you go. So, um, hey, no, in, in all seriousness here, the, I, I go back to that conversation with Bill Peterson. I know that was before the, the trickle-down from the FIFA scandal and everything with traffic, but that, that repeated phrase of, you know, we are going to be an independent soccer league in this country. And, and I bring it back because, you know, I say, can we ever get back to a time like 2012 when we have everybody, for, for eh, some intents and purposes, working together for the advancement of the game in this country? But then you look at, at the, the potential for what grassroots soccer has done in this country, what we're, what we're seeing, these renaissances around the country of grassroots soccer, yeah. the dream of, of promotion and relegation and people being a little bit more militant about the way that they're going about it. And Hey, that's the only way that you can accomplish change. And my God, if you're going to get, you know, watch from a Jack to a King and get, you know, influenced by Swansea fans yep. in, in Wales and see, that's how you do it. And you take over a club and you, you do it the right way. And then you climb up the divisions. Well, the dream of promotion relegation and so many other things. When I go, when I, when I hear Bill Peterson say something like, you know, we're an independent soccer league, it makes me feel like they don't have any interest in promotion and relegation either. Yeah, this is, this is very interesting. So I, I guess I've gotten into a couple of Twitter discussions with folks. Uh, the promotion and relegation adherences have, have latched onto the NASL side in all of this. I think Bill Peterson himself, having lived in Europe, understanding kind of the landscape around the globe, and I think, I, I like Bill, I like Peterson. Um, I think he, like, he wants promotion and relegation eventually. I will tell you a number of NASL owners, and I believe this probably includes the Cosmos, would rather just get to Division One in a very traditional American sports way without having paid $100 million, right? They've paid like a million or $2 million right. to NASL, not have to pay the $100 million, but you have to pay to get into MLS, so they're already spending less money, kind of getting easy route to Division One, and then close off the bottom. You know, no, no, not worry. You can pay some sort of fee to get into NASL, but at that point, NASL can charge a higher fee to get in. But that they don't really want, um, they don't really want to be in this position where they're forced to kind of open the pyramid up. Um, and you know, one of the things that, that this is an interesting note. I mean, yesterday, uh, an employee of one of the NASL teams told me that, that he's noticed that there's fewer player loans and player deals going on now 
this season between NASL and MLS than there has been in, uh, by far, not even just like slightly less, by far than there has been last season, the year before, the year before that, or the year before that. So this is affecting individual teams in the two leagues talking to one another to where you almost have like a completely different subset of players because I can tell you from having worked at NASL and then continued to cover it after I left the league, NASL teams got a lot of players on loan from MLS teams, and there were oh, yeah. a lot of NASL guys that at this point in the season or, or in July or August, when MLS rosters were stretched and they had salary cap issues, there would be three, four, five guys in our league that would sign it signed to MLS teams, uh, and that's just not happening anymore. No, it, it's there's there's blackballing going on. People are throwing up yeah. the, the passive aggressive dick wall from from both sides, and it's just it's just ridiculous. It makes me shake my head and laugh in so many different ways. And I do just want to say as well, Bill Peterson graciously came on this show and gave us some of his time and said he'd totally be willing to come back on again. And I would love uh, to chat with Bill Peterson about some of the things that we're talking about right now. Uh, the the commissioner of the North American Soccer League. And so we hopefully will be able to work that out sometime in the near future. But again, this whole gang mentality and what's becoming from both ends now, what we used to laugh at is just a bunch of Twitter spats between fans and, and sets of, of supporters and people in both camps. Now we're seeing the same rhetoric at the top from both sides. And that is just yeah. dangerous. It's dangerous and also just downright ridiculous. And I hope, sincerely hope, that it changes here in the very, very near future. Cardick, we've only got like 30 seconds left here before we let, got to let you go. Quick U.S. men's national team question. Klinsman coming out today saying Guzan starts over Howard in uh, the uh, Confederations Cup playoff down at the Rose Bowl in October. Good decision for you? Yeah, he's the better keeper right now if you watch the Premier League. I mean, I watched him Howard uh, <laughs> give up a couple. He had a great game against Spurs last week, but first couple of games had a couple howlers. Well, you've been bashing on Tim Howard for years, though. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I like Guzan. I think I think Villa's in the championship by now. He's not the keeper. <laughs> Cardick has been a long-standing Brad Guzan fan. Actually, you can go back a number of yes, years I to have. check that out. He has, sta- he has stood by his goalkeeper, the shaved-headed Brad Guzan. You gotta love it, Cardick Krishnayer. It has been a pleasure having you on today. Look forward to having you on again sometime soon. And best of luck with that rabble cast calling the Rowdies and the Cosmos this weekend, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. One of the biggest rivalries in all of American soccer. Packed with history and passion. You gotta love it. We're back to close this thing out. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional 
professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels, too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MYTV. That's 877-499-MYTV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MYTV. That's 877-499-MYTV. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Today, investors need to secure and protect their life savings. With government spending out of control, they continue to print money to cover the ever-increasing debt, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. American Bullion offers a hassle-free opportunity to transfer any portion of your existing IRA or previous 401k to a gold IRA for your protection. Take advantage of the lower gold prices today and enjoy the long-term security and hedge against inflation that gold and silver can provide in an IRA. Thousands of others have trusted American Bullion to transfer their IRAs into gold, and you can too. Call American Bullion today and discover the stability, protection, and peace of mind that a gold IRA can bring. Call American Bullion today at 800-576-1046 for a free consultation and receive their free IRA rollover guide, which offers the best information on gold IRAs. Keep your life savings safe and sound when you can. Call 800-576-1046. That's 800-576-1046 for your free gold IRA guide. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Another huge thank you to Kardik Krish Nair for joining us in this edition of the show. Please tweet us your takes on this episode at World Soccer Talk at KKFLA737 to get a hold of Kardik and at Nate WST to let me know what you thought about the discussion today. A very, very interesting chat with Kardik regarding all that goes on, or all that's going on right now between the United States Soccer Federation, NASL, and Major League Soccer. And during the past few weeks, you know, we've featured interviews with several people regarding the topic of grassroots soccer in the U.S., the topic of lower division soccer here in the United States. Hey, we talked about that in today's show, and we talked all about that controversial club known as the New York Cosmos, one of the greatest soccer brands in the history of this country. It's the Tampa Bay Rowdies and the New York Cosmos this Saturday on Rabble.tv with Carter Krishnire and Ken Mendonca. They'll head down to St. Petersburg, Florida to call the Tampa Bay Rowdies New York Cosmo game live from inside the stadium. So tune in to Rabble, 7.15 p.m. Eastern time 
on Saturday, Rabble.tv, where it's your team, it's your call. Listen to the broadcast on your desktop, iOS app, and your mobile browser. You gotta love it. NASL Soccer, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and the New York Cosmos. Historic rivalry on display. Cardigan and Ken with you on Rabble.tv. Signing off for the gaffer, for the producers. My name is Nate Abarea. Adam Hurry with us tomorrow. Talking about football cliches. That should be fun. Stay tuned tomorrow.